1: Intimately, the hymns of the damned. Binge the season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Motherfucking mini-episode. Mini-episode. Motherfucking mini-episode.
2: My mama. Yep, yep, yep. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal mini episode. That's right, bitch. We're back with the mini episodes of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories and we finally work to prove the theories that you the listeners have at home. Let me tell you something people. It has been a long time since I fucked around with your your opinions and your thoughts you you dirty scoundrels at home, but guess what? My time is finally unloosed itself from so many other obligations, including raising a child and, and putting uh, out cool television programs. And I'm finally able to, to dig back into your bullshit. And I'm so excited because you guys, you guys are filled with bullshit. Oh, so much bullshit you've sent me in the time since I've had a chance to, to read and unpack your bullshit, and and boy, oh boy, is it shittier than ever, you know? So much so that I thought, you know, I thought that this episode, this is going to be a little bit of an extended mini-episode, a novella, if you will, of mini-episodes. It's that in-between stage between a novel and, and a short story. I think that's what a novella is. It's either that or just a novel in Spanish. And if that's the case, I apologize to my Latino listeners. That was not my intention to... uh <laughs> to shortchange your contributions to novels as a whole. Either way, this is going to be a little bit of an extended mini-episode because I have taken the time to read through some of the listener emails, and we have quite a few exciting ones, but some of them often, and this happens more often than you would think, some of them come to me, and they are, uh, how how do we say politely, uh, nonsense. They're absolutely... Uh, <laughs> They're mostly unintelligible pieces of information. And sometimes they are very intelligible and you guys are very thoughtful in your uh, in your explanations of things. But they they are truly unresearchable pieces of, I guess, uh, conspiracy, right? Like like it is truly just an opinion you have or a thing that you're putting out in the world. And. I, I gotta wrestle with it all the same. And I figured it, what, what better way to enjoy this episode, this this extended mini episode, than to to talk through with some of the listener emails that that have confounded me or given me pause or at least made me think, hey, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. And and there are so many cool ones. And I'm I'm not gonna hold us up anymore. I have a I'd love to start. Here's a fun one to just start with. This is this is one of my favorite emails that I've gotten recently. This this email comes from a person named Matt. Matt sent me an email. Matt K. Uh, if that uh, boils it down, I know there are a lot of Matts out there and mostly white. But the the Matt K. who sent me this email starts off, and I'll never forget it. He starts off and he says, "Lamar, you're." <laughs> he says, "Lamar." He calls me Lamar. I believe he's speaking to me and he says, your episode, Dasani, is Caucasian for slavery was so much fun. Thank you. I love the way you reveal the failures of the conspiracy theory mindset and acknowledge, hey, racism is real. It's everywhere and it's bullshit. So cut it out. Thirsty whites. I hope that your podcast is signaling a new era in, in USA where people they're not the USA in USA where people just take a breath recognize racism classism classism spelled incorrectly i think and all forms of gps general uh prejudice shit please give me credit for that joke uh, you got it matt <laughs> i i assure you i don't want credit for it and start acting right he says i uh, well as as a newly uh dubbed lamar matt i i I mean this genuinely. Please stop listening to my podcast. I hate you with all my heart, Matt. How dare you after, uh, I guess, pretty eloquently breaking down what I, I guess I'm doing on the podcast, although I don't know that that's my intention. I'm mostly just saying silly Billy shit. But the fact that you're so eloquently able to break this down, but also still unable to learn my name, which is in the title of the podcast, means that there's nothing we could bond over, Matt. Truly, even if we heal racism, you and I will be at odds, and I'll start a war. To make sure that you are ended in the race war, even if you and even if the rest of us were able to survive, I'll never forgive you for what you've done, Matt. You're dead to me, and thank you for subscribing. <laughs> well, see, this is the fun. This is why we. This is why we we do this. Here's another fun one. Let me make sure I'm pulling this one up correctly. Oh, here's one. Here's a fun one. This is a. This is actually a really fun one that that I. I don't know how to handle, but I'm excited to talk about this. This message comes from me to, or comes to me rather from a person named Jordan. Jordan sent me a message and he said, Hey Langston, he knows my name. That's why I fuck with Jordan. That's that's immediately where I go. I'm a Jordan fan. When he starts off by saying, Hey Langston and not calling me Lamar, I I immediately say, my kind of fucking guy. Now, whether Jordan stays that way is hard to know. I haven't finished the email yet, but right from the beginning, I'm like, I fuck with this dude. Let's find out more about Jordan. Jordan said, hey Langston, first of all, your show is one of the things that's been getting me through the pandemic. I'm sorry to hear that. You should wear a mask. That's what got me through the pandemic. But anyway, he says, so thank you for that. I'm always looking forward to each week's episode to hear your hot take and the hilarious and often insightful conversations you have with your guests. You even inspired my friend and I to start our own podcast, White People Won't Save You, drops and all. That's the part I don't like, Jordan. I don't like inspiring other people's art. I'll be honest with you. When I hear that somebody sees me do a thing and then they go, I could do that thing. I'd be like, I should fucking die. I need to kill me and them. This is not okay. (laughs) If you listen to me and you go, I, I could handle what he's putting down. Then, then I have failed as an artist, and frankly. It makes me it makes me hate everything about myself. But I'm glad your podcast seems to be doing well, Jordan. And I am glad you've you've incorporated qualities of what we got going here. Anyways, he says, I wanted to see if you had any pull with the black Illuminati because I discovered something recently that I still can't believe. I was reading an article about one Broderick Stephen Harvey, senior and I got sucked into this conversation about him being bald since before the Steve Harvey show days. Basically, that the hairline was never real, but it was also the standard black hairline for like all of the 90s. This man was gaslighting us with a fake lineup for decades, allegedly going as far as never being filmed from behind on the Steve Harvey show. Now, Trying to look into this, I've only been able to find some sketchy websites and a photo on a message board showing him with a bald spot at the Apollo. My girlfriend's dad claims he never believed his hair was real, and my dad says he thought something was off. Steve claims he went bald because he got tired of getting his hair cut every week, but I'm not buying that. Please get to the bottom of this. Black men need to be free from his lies. Thank you. Thanks, he says Jordan. Now, first of all, the the if, if we're gonna unpack this email and it's it's a lovely email, Jordan, and there's not a lot of research I can offer you. I think uh you already mentioned that the, the The bulk of the things that you'll end up finding Come from sketchy websites And to be honest with you That's mostly where I find my information So I'm surprised that that wasn't satisfactory to you I often go on the the most dot netty place that I can find And I push that out into the world as truth So if that's not good enough for you Then you obviously have learned nothing from my podcast And I imagine that your podcast is going to fail a miserable death Because you are not retaining the best qualities of what makes nonsense good nonsense now to your larger question to me the most devastating part of all of Steve Harvey's history is that this nigga's first name is Broderick do you know what I mean like what the fuck happened there that they were like they looked at that at that man and they were like this is a this is a Broderick and we <laughs> and he's and he's been lying to us about that shit this whole time. If Broderick would have fucked up reading the cards for Miss America, I I get it. I go yup. Broderick that's a Broderick ass move to to get the wrong winner for this competition. But Steve does it. I I I'm disappointed in Steve. It lets me down. Steve is a is a decent man, a hard working man. Broderick, that's a fuck nigga, and that he's been a fuck nigga this whole time, and he doesn't want us to know it, I guess is what I'm saying. Broderick Steven Harvey and you guessed it, it's stel- it's spelled with that PH. It's not even the cool Stephen that that we all agree on as a as a culture, it is a real Broderick Steph Harvey. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's what he's kicking around up there, and we're just pretending like it's okay. Now to the question of him being bald, I have heard that for decades actually. I did hear that the entire time that we were sitting there, and if you're a black man in America, you know this feeling. We all used to look at Steve Harvey's hairline as our as our barbershop north star. As it were, do you know what I mean? We would all go and we'd look at Steve Harvey and be like, if we could, if my barber could just be as precise and whatever as whatever Steve Harvey is offering up, then, then maybe there, there could be some good for me and for all black people in the world, because truly Steve Harvey. Through the the 90s and 2000s, had an early 2000s. He quit pretty early in the 2000s. But 90s through the 2000s had a perfect fucking hairline. Flawless. Mm, mm, Chef's kiss. And the chef mm, making grits. It was a perfect goddamn hairline. And then out of nowhere, Steve Harvey showed up in in a special, not cussing. He decided he had found God. (laughs) He wasn't going to cuss no more. And he was completely bald. And I, for one, was devastated. I said, oh, my God, if this could happen to Steve Harvey, a man who showed no signs of of balding in any way, shape or form, could suddenly lose everything. Then it could happen to me. It could happen to you. You know, you, the listener at home, you, Jordan, any, any of us could suffer what's happening to Steve Harvey. And so I I was devastated. And then I spoke to some professionals, some, some therapists, Some barbershop therapists specifically, but I probably should have kicked it around with an actual therapist and uh, given how devastated I was. But I spoke to these barbershop therapists and they began telling me this exact conspiracy that it was, in fact, a wig the entire time on the Steve Harvey show, which would make sense because we never once saw any signs of new growth. It's not the getting Seeing it from the back That concerns me I don't know that we can prove that In fact I think based on TV rules It's almost impossible (laughs) For them to have shot An entire television show A three camera sitcom Without ever seeing Steve Harvey from the back I'm not an expert But I don't think That that's possible But what I can tell you Is that we never saw Any signs There was never even An episode Where Steve Harvey's hair Was growing back In a little bit And I think it's because this man had been bald the entire time. Now, where it becomes concerning is we are reaching a generation, a new wave societally where we don't get to make fun of him for that anymore. Right? That like hair restoration for black men has become now a relatively popular thing. It's a thing that circulates all throughout the community. In fact, I know a gentleman, uh, a very funny comedian, a very talented man named Brian Babylon, who I've had very vocal, enraged arguments with because he's a wig wearer. He's a man who uh, travels around the city and country, mind you, uh, wearing going from bald to to high top fade at at a moment's notice, and it makes me furious because I, I know. If you lose your hair, and this is something I believe quite passionately, and this has nothing to do with conspiracy theory. It truly is just something I'm willing to, uh, to take to Congress. Let's get these gun problems solved. And then let's take th- this is number two on the slots. You know what I mean? I want no more dead children. And then right after this, this is this is number two. My th- for me, if you lose your hair, you lost your fucking hair. It's over. Let the shit go. It's done. Get to know you in a different form, except that life takes its turns and and fate has chosen you to be a member of the bald community. Learn to to get your scalp greased, learn to get your, your head shaved, and let's move on with our lives. Let's stop this fucking lie that, that so many people have, have offered us of, of uh, salvation through hair restoration. And Steve Harvey is a part of the problem. And it's he's been a part of the problem in a few ways <laughs> over the years. But this one, this one specifically, it rubs me wrong. I don't like it. I like how Steve Harvey dresses, and I hope some day to uh to dress like a night nurse uh (laughs) like an old sexy night nurse the way that Steve Harvey does but but as it is right now I think uh Steve Harvey's making a very terrible mistake and he's shortchanging the 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 bald community by pretending that this was just a voluntary choice for him that he just decided to shave it off because it was hot. No motherfucker we know we know what happened. You you lost it. You lost it years and years ago and you maintained it and you worked a great career. So let's let's enjoy ourselves, Steve Harvey. You know what I mean? Let's be honest with each other and be honest to these young men who are losing their hair. And I pray to God I'm never a part of your community. You look disgusting to me. But (laughs) can we still be bigoted to bald people or is that going to get me canceled now because I'm because I'm coming in with hate speech towards the ball. You gross me out. You make me fucking sick. And if you ever if you ever come around my bald daughter, I'll kill you. <laughs> All right, we're having fun. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back with more mini episode of My Mama Told Me and more of my nonsense. Okay, bye.
0: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
2: Jean, Eugene Fodor. Jean will book it.
0: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with.
2: So you ride Ze books Jean and Fodor on C business. I understand now
0: Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman.
1: In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket?
2: And we are back. I know, I know,
0: what you Big meaty man
2: slapping me. <laughs> yeah, we're back here with more. My mama told me more, more mini episode conversation. It's not a conversation, I'm terribly alone. Olivia, the producer, is here, but she mostly just stares disappointed from the safety of her home and and that makes sense there's no reason for her to come near the toxicity that I'm spewing that drop that you just heard was actually a gift from Jordan himself the man who who uh, theorized about Steve Harvey and stole my goddamn ideas so that him and his friends could make a mediocre podcast similar to the one that I'm doing fuck off jordan but thank you for the thank you for the drop it's very sweet of you this next message I'm excited about this one but because this actually comes to me from a person named Corey, who is a, a friend, a person I've known for years. We went, to, we went to high school together. I can't remember if we went to middle school together. I think we did, but I can't remember. It's been a long time. But, but Corey, who I saw recently when I was doing shows in Chicago, sent me this message. He said, hello, Langston. Very formal, as if we don't know each other. Hello, Langston, comma. Longtime listener, first time caller. My name is Corey. I won't say your last name. And my ma told me that dinosaurs aren't real and are built up to test our faith. At the time, I seriously went to Hatch Elementary, repeating that nonsense. Over time, a couple of field trips to the museums in Chicago and Manhattan proved to my satisfaction that a large percentage of dinosaur bones are fabricated. Moreover, human existence is not established by science. Discoveries of dinosaurs with feathers trapped in amber and human bones dating back further than our grade school books informed us aren't that impressive. What is impressive is my ma called it. Dinosaurs aren't really a thing. Dinosaurs are like reptiles or possibly other species that died out or a previous and more super civilization, African or Asian hunted them to extinction. I'm sure the capitalism and uh, pageantry of dinosaur bones is rooted in the European desire to capitalize and present itself as Egyptian, uh, Macedonians, Greeks, and Romans anyway. You're an awesome talent and truly Oak Park's finest. I mean, shytown's towns finest. Thanks, Corey. Now, I struggled to make sense of quite a bit of this, Corey. Some of this makes sense to me, right? Like, okay. And I like you, Corey. I'm a big fan of you, too. You're, hey, you're Oak Park's finest, too. Let's just agree. Two of Oak Park's finest. Me, a man who does comedy for a living. And you, a nigga who doesn't believe in dinosaurs. We're... <laughs> We're both great. You know, we went to the same school. We studied the same shit, but somehow you ended up being like dinosaurs ain't real. And that's, that's fucking cool, man. That's cool. That, that school can be up for interpretation that way, but okay. Okay. Here's where I'm struggling a little bit. Or rather, let's, let's start with where I, I know for sure you're saying something correct. Where Corey is absolutely correct is that a lot of the dinosaur bones that we do see in museums are fabricated. The ways that they're sort of like building these dinosaurs up, the pieces that they're sort of like filling in to make sure that we can see the, the dinosaur the way that we want to see the dinosaur is in fact not real. They are, they are a presentation. They are pageantry, as Corey put it so eloquently. In fact, I was devastated as a young person to discover that the Brontosaurus isn't even a real fucking, like, dinosaur, I think. It's like some weird, like, amalgamation of other dinosaurs that that we sort of, like, piece together and then put in Jurassic Park and it became this insanely popular dinosaur. But it's kind of bullshit. It's not what we think it is, at the very least. That said, where i start to to struggle a little bit with what you're saying is i'm not sure how that then definitively proves that dinosaurs are not real right like i think they were real and I think there is a very high possibility that they existed in in different forms than what we are seeing. In fact, we now know that dinosaurs were less likely these these sort of like uh, hairless lizards that were walking around just like tearing each other to shreds. But in in fact, they were more like big sexy birds you know what I mean just big I don't know why sexy is the word that I chose there I'm not horny for dinosaurs and I want to be clear about that before we move forward at all I want to be absolutely clear dinosaurs do not make me horny a lot of things do a lot of things do some things you'd be surprised by but I assure you dinosaurs are not one of them that said I think Dinosaurs did exist, and there is a very real possibility that they existed in a lot of different forms than we are willing to acknowledge. In fact, there are many things now existing on the planet that are very clear descendants of dinosaurs, but they were real. (laughs) I think they were pretty real, and I don't think we just get to be like, nah, it ain't real, because your mama said, nah, it's a a test of faith from, from a god up above us. Now, to your larger point, and I do think this is an important one, the real question is, what is the intention of sort of this this reappropriation, this representation of what dinosaurs are? And I do think your point about capitalism is an extremely valid one, right? That, like, there is money in telling us these stories about what these large monsters are are and what they could be and creating fucking, you know, literally movie after movie, uh entire worlds of films about these large creatures that in fact did not look the way that they looked because big old bird ostriches is not it's not as exciting as like a fucking a T-Rex. You know what I mean? So So it's I I guess complicated Yes absolutely capitalism And the white devil are Responsible for our misunderstanding In in relation to dinosaurs And I do imagine to some point That that you're making There's a weird connection in wanting To usurp people's histories And people's knowledge Of these various creatures By uh, making them standardized Based on white language Instead of allowing the history that I imagine A lot of Asian and African scientists and, and uh, those that studied this shit or experienced this shit to some extent may have interacted with although I'm not sure that human beings and dinosaurs were ever anywhere near each other on this planet. I don't know that there's a ton of evidence of that but Corey, you know what? You're a lawyer now, dog. You're, <laughs> you're a whole ass lawyer. You're better at arguing than I am. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you got some shit I don't know and maybe I should have taken the time to do more thorough research uh, because you probably found some articles, uh, some real dot net dot dot biz type shit that that might explain some of the things that I'm struggling with here. But I will say you're on to something. There's pieces of this that make perfect sense. And then the rest of it is completely deranged. But the the pieces that make sense, I'm with you, dog. And I'll never turn my back on those pieces. Yeah. All right. Oh, we're having fun. I'm gonna do one more email, and then I think, then I'd like to. I, I'm gonna tease you guys a little bit. I'm gonna tease you right now because I have a, a bit of an announcement following this next email. I don't know why I'm getting real quiet and and whispery with this, but i yeah. Get close to the get close to your radio while you're driving. Isn't that how y'all listen to podcasts on the radio while you're driving? Put your ear real close to the speaker. Don't pay attention to the road. Nothing's happening in the road. You won't hit anybody. You're fine. Put your ear real close. Close your eyes because there, there's going to be a big announcement on the other side of this email. Okay, we're back. We're back to normal voices. Okay, here's the last email that I re- received, and this one comes from a gentleman named Robert. Robert sent me an email and it's it's simply entitled and <laughs> I love this. It got my attention immediately. Robert said, Caucasians. That was the <laughs> That was the subject of the email is Caucasians and exclamation point. He said, Hello, Langston. First off, I want to say that I am a relatively recent fan, and your podcast has quickly become one of my absolute favorites. In truth, I was guided here through my my other favorite podcast, Behind the Bastards, Dope Ass Podcast, and the episode you guested on. Who knew that talking about anti-Semitic conspiracy theories could have positive outcomes? Since I've been listening to your show, keeping up on new episodes while exploring the back catalog, I've on several occasions heard you refer to white folks as Caucasians. Now, I'm not here to give you shit for it because I understand it's a common usage, but there are many things we all still learn, can learn rather, about, the gr- uh, about and grow from. A little background about why I'm coming at you on this. I am white by way of my father and Japanese and Armenian by way of my mother. The mix is a freakishly odd one, and my sister and I are possibly the only humans in existence to be able to say we have that lineage. My mother's parents are both from their respective countries, and she was born in Japan during World War II, no less. My grandmother was born in what is today the northwestern corner of Iran. Uh, Iran, Iran. I think that's how you say it. Uh, and yeah, yeah. I grew up in the nineties and two thousands. I don't know. We said a lot of problematic, I guess, phrasings of various countries. So my apologies. Iran, I think, is the right way that you approach this word. Iran is the George W. Bush way, and I apologize for having uh, served his lordship for as long as I did. Anyway, uh, <laughs> as a girl. Uh, She survived the Turkish genocide. Armenians, if you don't know, make up one of the many ethnic groups in the region along the Georgians, Chechens, Kurds, uh, Azeris, and others. This is the Caucasian the Caucasus region and the reason I'm writing you. It is high time to retire the term Caucasian when referring to white people of European descent. The people of the Caucasus mountains are definitely not white, maybe lighter brown if if we're being generous. The term Caucasian was first used in reference to white people in the 1700s by a German scientist who was seeking to categorize the different races of humans into major orders. Caucasoids for Europeans, North Africans, and Arabs, generally Negroids for guess who, and Mongoloids for Asians. Needless to say, this was one of the cornerstones of scientific racism that only got more intricate as time went on. Apparently, the reason this dude came to his conclusion was because he examined the skull of a woman from the Caucasus region and thought It it was the most beautiful skull he had seen and thought that white people must have originated there. I mean, who wouldn't think that? LOL. These terms were common in scientific usage until the mid to late 20th century, but are currently rejected in academia academia, although some census and other documents still have Caucasian as an option when reporting race slash ethnicity. Of course, the irony in all of this is that I am white, but I am also an actual Caucasian. To be clear, I don't take offense to you or anyone else using the term to describe white people. I understand that most of us just don't know any better, so I always try to take the time to explain that to anyone who will listen. I find it's mostly white people who use it to describe themselves because the two people two possible reasons one is that they often seem pretty uncomfortable even saying white people and second is that Caucasian sounds more exotic than just plain old guilt-ridden term white people I mean I get it why not cling to outdated outdated scientific terms that do a disservice to a group of people nobody really cares about or even knows where in the world are they uh white folks are good at stashing their guilt in places that even they don't they won't be able to find so it's no wonder they would subconsciously seek an identity in culture not their own after all the food is fucking excellent anyway sorry for the long-winded lecture I'm not telling you what to say or what not to say I'm just passing the information along for you to do with as you will I believe knowledge is power and I'm all about giving and receiving that shit either way I'm still list I'll still listen to your show and laugh my ass off as I usually do uh and then he says snore hand gallum, gallum which is thank you in armenian uh sincerely robert and i read that whole thing and robert i want you to know uh from the bottom of my heart shut the fuck up man <laughs> just my god robert shut the fuck up oh my god Why would you send me this, Robert? What the fuck do you want me to do with all this goofy-ass information? I call them white devil most of the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're acting as if I've been paying them a homage this entire time, just tipping my cat to the to the sweet works of the white man i they are they are crackers they are honkies they are white devils and occasionally when i'm out of synonyms i'm going to call them caucasians because it's a term that we've all agreed upon together it's, it may not be correct in the same way that nigga is not correct it doesn't it's not rooted from anything and I'm sure there's some historical thing where we can point to oh, the real Negroes were uh, actually the the Antarctic. <laughs> they were the penguins in Antarctica that uh, started as the negroids and then a white scientist said hey his back is black he's a nigger back and we'll call them nigger backs from now I don't give a shit Robert fuck I come here to be silly I don't want to learn here you are giving me lectures and shit about about the history. And, and good for you for knowing all of these things. I think it's very valid information. And I will carry it. I'll be honest. I will carry this and I'll say it at parties and shit to impress people that I otherwise wouldn't know how to talk to. You know what I mean? I'll be at some party. And I'll be like, hey, you know, the Caucasians ain't really Caucasians. They they just said that because they was measuring skulls and shit. And they'll be like, holy fuck, Langston learns a lot. But I don't learn a lot, Robert. And I fucking hate that you're making me learn today. I hate that you put me through this, Robert. My listeners hated hearing your email out loud. And so can you imagine how you listened to it? Did you enjoy hearing your words back at you, Robert? Was that something that you felt good about? (laughs) It was so long, so fucking long, Robert. Jesus Christ. Be considerate, my friend. I love that you listen to the show, but God damn it. Take the time to consider what you put me through just so you could teach me that that calling them the white devil is not enough. That I have to also then be careful in my words uh, because I might be hurting the six Armenian people who also know what you know about the fucking Caucasus region. I'll ooh, I'll push you down in public, Robert, if I ever see you. OK. That's, that's it. That's, that's all I got on that. Fuck. Fuck. Anyway, I teased it earlier. I have a big announcement to make and we're doing a little bit of reformatting my mama told me it's it's been we're, we're coming up on our second year. The end of our second year, I believe. Olivia, is that true? Yeah, okay. Olivia is nodding. She agrees that I'm not just making up time. We we started this bad boy in the pandemic back when we were all still washing our food with uh, fucking baby wipes and shit. You know what I mean? When we were fucking chloroxing our 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 chicken and then yelling at Trump because he told us to eat bleach and we were kind of already eating bleach. And I think that's why we were getting so angry because we're like, nigga, I already eat bleach. Why am I still sick? It's, it, it got weird for a while. And that's when we started the, this bad boy. But since then, you guys have been you've been lovely. You've been loyal. And I don't mean for this to sound as if we're ending the podcast. We are not. But in fact, we're, we're bringing a little new formatting. We're going to try some new shit. Uh, a dear friend a very talented comedian, a former guest on the show, a, a person named David Borey, who was on one of our first episodes of the podcast, is actually going to be joining on for a while as a co-host. He's going to co-host with me on this bad boy. And sometimes we'll just do episodes together, riffing and talking shit. And then sometimes we'll do more of uh, the listener emails. And then sometimes we'll have other guests to, to join in. And, and these are not episodes that... Uh, we, we hope it brings the exact same humor and fun and silliness while also uh, connecting a little more of the P's and Q's, just adding a little more energy and shift around to this bad boy. It, it's, it's always fun when you can break up some of the the monotony of a thing that you've been doing for a while. So we're excited to bring David Bory on. And if you're you're wondering, hey, who the fuck is David Bory? Borey? Where can I hear his voice. It's the Black Illuminati episode. The, the very early on, I believe it was like episode three or four, maybe five that uh, David was a part of. And so I would love for you to go back and listen to that. And I'd love for you to continue listening as David comes on. He's so funny, so talented, and we're going to have a great time making this bad boy together. So that's it. Oh, also, this is important. This is another big announcement that I have for you. We are going to start doing live shows, live shows recordings of the podcast. I want to see your goddamn faces in person, specifically you, Robert. I want to see it so I can kick it. So I can kick you in the nose for for putting me through those goddamn long-winded emails. But yeah, Robert, come out to a live tape and we're starting in LA, but we're going to branch out to other places. We'll see other cities. We tried to go to Moon Tower. We tried to go to Texas, but then I got sick. I got the COVID, so I couldn't go to Texas to do the live recording. But but the goal is to be able to do it in a bunch of other places this summer. So that'll be very exciting. So keep your ear out for, for shows that we're having live. And uh, as always, please send us more messages, more of your conspiracy theories. Please shame me with your long winded lectures that you undoubtedly gathered from Wikipedia. I would love to hear more of those. Also, I'll curse at you and I'll tell you I don't give a fuck about your history, but I will read them probably on the podcast. Otherwise, uh, thank you so much for listening and please continue to do so. Okay, bye, bitch. Motherfucking mini episode.
1: Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode.